welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio, on the Airways dial at 48752. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Your podcast is ho- hosted by Kelsey and Big Dog, who are pretty sure they know who the villain is. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, Kelsey and Big Dog. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. That's a great one. That's very funny. Very, very funny. The the thing that's... Oh, God, this is unusable. Because this is such an inside joke and we can't even explain it, Megan. I mean, it's not... It's a good joke. It's not that unexplainable. The origin of Big Dog? Yeah. I got a parking spot at school right by the door. Oh, and our head, yes, that's right. And our head football coach, who's a good friend of mine, uh, called me Big Dog because of it. And then I told Kelsey, and then she changed my name and her phone to Big Dog. <laughs> okay, I thought it was about something else. No. Because I've already forgotten my nickname origin for No, um, but the last nickname she had for me was Old Woman in Shoe because of an Instagram post that I sent her. So, like, I prefer <laughs> Big Dog, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Oh my god, I took the biggest gulp of my Starbucks right when you said Sorry. old women in shoe. There's spit everywhere. Sorry. Holy What's the shit. Starbucks drink of choice for you today? Oh, it's my huge. I can't... I need someone who's a Starbucks pro to tell me what to order in the wintertime that's not coffee-based or dairy-based. Gotcha. Well, so what is it? Because I... I, well, it's just the strawberry size right. is what I get right now. And the frozen ones over the summer were fabulous. They were. Do you know what was really good with the frozen ones? Uh, just dump a little bit of vodka in them. Make a little vodka slushy. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, real good. Ooh, shit. Why did I not think of that? You can just add a little even rum in there. You've yep. got a pretty much a mojito yep. on your hands. Yeah, the other or a daiquiri. Really, the other thing I like to do. I didn't. I didn't love. I don't love the slushy ones as much as you do. But with the other ones, like the regular strawberry one, the lemonade, I like to get the strawberries yeah. in it, and then I leave yep. just a little bit at the bottom, and then I pour some ginger ale on top, and then the strawberries get all like carbonated and fizzy, mm-hmm. and it's like two drinks in one. It's good very fun um so my starbucks right now which i'd never thought i don't like the pumpkin stuff i've never been a fan um i just Mm -hmm. don't like i like it in pumpkin pie i just don't like the spice with the coffee i tried one day the apple uh apple crisp oat macchiato or whatever it's actually pretty good but does it taste like coffee not even a little bit is it sweet enough that i'm gonna like yeah Yeah, it's it's pretty good, and it like it. I don't know. I the cold. I tried it because you can get it iced. It's not good iced, but it's fine hot. Well, it's just like I feel so silly getting a cold drink when it's fucking minus sixteen or whatever. What was it? I'm texting it to you to remind myself. Okay, (laughs) I will do that. Um, yeah, it was. That's funny that you say that because we have we're in the almost at the end of our football season, and on game days made a deal with our head coach. I would bring coffee, Um, and it's been cold this last week. Like. Last week, the week before, we were still wearing shorts, and now it was very cold. Not as cold, I think, as, as it's been in Calgary, but it was cold enough that it was, like, winter gear on the field kind of cold. And uh, I said to him, I was like, so what's your coffee order when uh, you get hot coffee? He's like, I don't know. I've never ordered hot coffee from Starbucks. And I was like, oh, well, this is going to be a fascinating thing then. I'm very curious to find out what it is. 
The other Alyssa Fox sent me a thing on Insta that was like the holiday drinks coming November 2nd. Mm -hmm. And it says sugar cookie almond milk latte. Oh, that one will probably be suitably sweet enough that you can't taste the coffee. Do you think that I would like that? Probably. Okay. Something else that I really like, actually, if you like chai, I just like a soy chai latte. I think it's... I don't really like chai. I like it better I'm... with the soy milk than with regular milk. Uh, yeah, I think that's also what my sister gets when she goes. Yeah, like, I don't have an aversion to dairy or anything. Like, it doesn't matter to me. They say, like, I sometimes I'll just get soy milk or oat milk or whatever because, but, um, and I don't drink dairy milk at home, but it's just because I don't really like it. But I find with, if I'm going to get, like, a chai latte, I like it better with the soy than with dairy milk. I mean, I like dairy milk, but I become the fucking <laughs> Hindenburg when I eat it, so. <laughs> that, that's just an absolutely incredible image. Um, one of my friends uh, who was in Victoria was talking the other day that he's going to become a blimp guy for, like, just reasons. It doesn't matter. There's no context to it. And so he just posted a picture on Twitter of, like, a blimp exploding, and now I'm just picturing, like, you, but as the blimp. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, like, and 100%. I, this is gonna sound so bad, but it's, like, one of those, like, parade balloons, like, with a pig. Like, that's what I'm seeing. Except, like, it's your face where the pig's face is, yeah, basically. Yeah, and there's, there's a fiery explosion <laughs> coming out of my asshole. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think we just, I think we have an episode title now. That's great. Good, good on us. It's only been five minutes. <laughs> I did not, I did not know how unhinged this was going to be when we started. Because we actually, in the, in the pre-chat, we, I made the bold claim that the first two years of our podcast were the best and the funniest. And now I don't know, this one's starting to feel like it's got that magic in it. We were talking about how we have to uh, do get do at least one in person at some point in time in the near future uh, because they're just like completely unhinged. Um, remember that time we did one the one at my house we, like just like absolutely like smashed all that Arby's before we recorded. Oh fuck yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! When I lived right by Southgate, oh. just could just pop into into an Arby's whenever oh, I wanted. So good. There's one up by my school, and it's owned by a family that like has sent kids to our school. Uh, and then there's one not far from my mom and dad's house, so like I could, if I wanted to, get Arby's like without having to go too far out of my way. I literally could not even tell you. I think the closest one to me is like way southeast Calgary, which I'm is pretty much a different city. I'm not going. Yeah, there. that's fair. Um, anyway, yeah, I think about that often. Actually, <laughs> that one was a fun one. Uh, and then there was the one that Mike uh, almost made you like collapse from laughing. So we've had some fun. Times. You know what's so funny? Because the one that I remember really fondly is of course this is just a narcissist that I am when I like deadpanned a bike lanes joke about <laughs> Roger's place and you like <laughs> lost your shit I think for like about 10 minutes <laughs> I think about that one a lot that's funny uh this sounds like this is like a weird retrospective it's not meant to be <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we're packing it's it like in. It's like a trip folks. down memory lane. I did look at my computer, though. I'm 99% sure that this is episode 149, which means we should make a plan for the next one and, like, do something. Oh, God, okay. Um, but anyway, we do have a plan for today. This is not just, like, a weirdo rambling thing. Because um, we both read the same book. Oh, God. Did I even take notes? I w- oh, God. Did I take notes? I think you said you were it's going been... to. Oh, God. It's been a long time since I read that book, and I already gave it away to a friend, which was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a mistake, because everyone should read this book. <laughs> men. Oh, God. Men, women, children, everybody. Everybody should read this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should start reading this book to Max for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Oh no, it's gone. It's gone. I don't have I don't have the notes. Anyway. Um <coughs> excuse me. Well, I'm starting to panic because my audacity says disc recording space is zero hours thirty eight minutes. So we better fucking do that. Okay, well here. let's uh let's give it a go. <laughs> I mean we could pause and you could like delete something. <laughs> it's not a big deal. That's true. Let's just see what happens. Okay. Uh, <laughs> when we get down to five minutes, we'll uh, we'll take a break. Um, we'll evaluate. Okay. So the book that Kelsey and I both read uh, is called Icebreaker, and it's by an author named Hannah Grace. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Oh God, I think so. Um, and I'll Google. It's a. Uh, it was on uh, TikTok. Is where I saw uh, some stuff about it, and. Um, now I just realized that the author is English, which makes a lot of sense for how she doesn't understand how hockey works. But anyway, fair enough. Um, it's a hockey book. Uh, I said to Kelsey, I was like, oh, I have a hockey book for you to read. And she was like, I'm not reading a hockey book. I'm like, oh no, you're going to read this one. Uh, it's a hockey romance That's novel. That's because I thought it was nonfiction. Yeah. And I was like, how fucking dare you? I would you? never. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know my audience. I would never. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was published in 2022, but it popped up on TikTok, like, earlier this year where I was seeing a bunch of stuff about it. And it was just, like, and what I would see is, like, hockey teams reading parts of this book and, like, reacting to it without actually knowing what it was. It turns out it's just a smutty hockey romance, but, oh, my goodness, there are things to talk about in this book. Fantastic things to talk about it. Yeah. Um, the, yes, what... I found super fascinating about the author also being English is how I think hmm, naively she thinks about sports teams, (laughs) male sports teams, perhaps Mm -hmm. like the male hockey team in this book is portrayed as just like. I don't know, something pulled from Barney and Friends. Yeah, they're all just, like, such nice boys. Um, We all work together, and we support each other, and we're open and honest and nuanced and compassionate human beings. And somehow not (laughs) at all toxically masculine. Like, really. Not at all. Um, Which, you know what, honestly, to read about is fine, right? Like, in the kind of book that it is, I would prefer that over, like, something more realistic, because that would just not have been the same novel, right? Um, but yeah, the, it's very naive in in its portrayal, especially when we know about, like, some of the things that have gone on with hockey teams with players in that, like, age yeah. group-ish. A hundred percent. But that's kind of what I enjoyed about it, is the, like, flipping of the script, because 
the female character is like so not in touch with what she either wants or needs emotionally or even physically and is just like focused 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 on like her dream and is sort of taking advantage sort of not I guess well taking advantage of sure um but also like taking advantage of the support that she has and like doesn't realize how good she has it to be so focused mm-hmm. but uh I did enjoy that like flipping of the script a little bit where it's usually like you know the woman has to fix the man yes and that was not what this book was at all no so I'm gonna read the synopsis this is off Goodreads just so that everyone so we can like refer to some things um people know we're sort of talking about Anastasia Allen has worked her entire life for a shot at Team USA a competitive figure skater since she was five years old a full college scholarship thanks to her place on the Maple Hill skating team and a schedule that would make even the most driven person weep Stassi worst fucking nickname ever um comes to win no exceptions Nathan Hawkins has never had a problem he couldn't solve. As captain of the yes! yeah. <laughs> As captain of the Maple Hills Titans, he knows the responsibility of keeping the hockey team on the ice rests on his shoulders. When a misunderstanding results in the two teams sharing a rink and Anastasia's partner gets hurt in the aftermath, Nate finds himself swapping his stick for tights and one scary coach for an even scarier one. The pair find themselves stuck together in more ways than one, but it's fine because Anastasia doesn't even like hockey players, right? <laughs> Oh, such a good fucking synopsis. Yeah, it's good. It's it it that's exactly what you need it to be, basically. Yes. The yes. Okay, so first thoughts, absolutely Stazzy, the absolute worst nickname, especially because they suspect that their coach is like secretly a Russian agent. Yeah. <laughs> not the greatest not the greatest sort of combination of ideals there. Um I was super frustrated about 30 pages in when, after I read the synopsis, I was like, oh, okay. That book could be 100 pages longer because I needed it to get into the fucking nitty gritty. Like, this is what separates this kind of book from a Kate Morton book. Kate Morton would be like, here's the fucking daily schedule. Yes. This is the detail. This is exactly what she does. This is exactly what she eats. This is the geography of the university and where she needs to go. Like, all of this nitty-gritty stuff was lacking. And I was like, oh, this book would be perfect if it had all of that in it. So you truly understood, like, why she's still like, oh, I'm so busy. I was just like, I don't know. Are you? I can't tell. Yeah, it seems... You only train when the author decides to talk about you training. And I don't really know what that training consists of. Well, yeah, because there's training and there's not... They're in school, ostensibly. But, like, there's not a lot of school either. <laughs> no. Um, but anyway, so it's a good... So it starts off with Anastasia. She's got this, like, friends with benefits thing with one of the basketball players at the college. And uh, it seems to work fine. He's fantastic. He really is, actually. I adored that guy. <laughs> he's, he's good. God, what was his name? Ryan. Ryan. Which is shocking that I he's think fantastic. I you saying, Because like... most Ryans are not. <laughs> <laughs> I think I texted you at the time, like, oh my god, how could she get rid of this guy? Because Ryan is also a guy who's, like, 
open. They talk to each other about, like, exactly what they want from this relationship. And the, like, dynamics of that are so, like, clear and consistent. I was like, why are you, why are you not going to be with this guy? Just, like, you're already with him. Just lock it down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and so, but it's clear she's very driven. And I think the two of them, he's also, like, he's, you know, high-level athlete or whatever. And so they both have their things. And... I think their friends with benefits relationship works just fine. She also has her skating partner, Aaron, who's a piece of shit. Ugh. And he's the reason, ultimately, like, I don't know, there's, when you look up the book on, uh, if you just Google it, one of the questions is, like, people also ask, what is Aaron's problem? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's the real villain, for sure, for sure, for sure. Absolutely. Um... Yeah, theirs is, like, an absolutely toxic relationship top to bottom, which is so frustrating because the first, like, few pages of the book, she is written, like, through her voice at the start, and it's it's a lot of, like, justification of Aaron's behavior, Mm -hmm. and, like, oh, you know, he criticizes me one-on-one, but when we're on the ice, we're, like, we're a unit, and we stand together against the coach, and I was like, that's, honey, that ain't good. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very manipulative and very, like, yeah, he, he sucks. And he's using her to get ahead, yes, basically. And she doesn't quite realize that. And I think it's more clear to us than it is to her that she's being yeah. manipulated by this man because he super sucks. Um, And so the premise of, like, how they end up sharing a rink I think is very funny because I know for a fact that hockey ice and figure skating ice are not the same. Like, they're not the same temperature, they're not the same hardness, um, and they can't be, because for figure skating, you have to be able to, like, really dig your edges in and, like, pick, and, you know, and so the hockey team would have to basically be practicing on figure skating ice, and you cannot tell me in this college town that there isn't a rink somewhere that's not on campus that they could use. Totally. Which would eliminate, like, 98% of the conflict in the book if they were just on different sheets of ice. Absolutely. But also, what a loss for us. It's true. (laughs) It's true. So when you Google the book, here's the four other questions people also ask. Um, Is is Wildfire book spicy? This is the second one in the series. Or it's not really a series, but it's, like, part of the same college sort of setting. Um, And then, is Icebreaker a good book? And when you open the answer, there's a review. It's like, this is honestly one of the best books I've read this year. It's not great. But it's very entertaining. (laughs) yes absolutely um and then yeah how spicy is the book icebreaker the answer is very yeah i think it could have been more (laughs) yeah it will so this is the thing right so if you're paying attention to like book talk or whatever any of that kind of stuff there's kind of now like almost three categories of romance novels of like that have mm-hmm. that have actual sex in them because there's other stuff that's just very slow burny and like kind of timid or whatever. There's like the really slow burn stuff that ends in really good a sex. Kiss. A chased kiss. No, no, I was thinking of that football <laughs> book that I read like last month, which I knew right um, away was going to be a slow burn, and the payoff was one hundred percent worth it. Um, it excellent. was phenomenal. So there's that. There's books like this. Where there's lots of sex, there could be more, whatever. And then there's stuff where, like, on page nine, you the, the male main character is like, why don't you call me daddy? Like, it's, there's just, like, this, yes. this it kind of runs the gamut now of what. Yeah, and I agree that this book is kind of 
in the middle of that spectrum because there are certain things. What are they supposed to be like? Twenty one. Yeah. Twenty two. Yeah, they're yeah twenty. They're... I think they're both like juniors. Maybe they're seniors in college. I don't know, but yeah, they're like twenty one, twenty two. Yeah, there were like certain scenes where I was like, "Wow, you're twenty one and you're already." comfortable enough with your sexuality to be like saying this and doing this with a person like it seemed like okay this is pretty advanced well and not just a person like a relatively new partner yeah absolutely like no hesitation to go like right deep into things and like just be open with kinks and stuff like that i was like wowzers these are some self-aware yeah fictional people so yeah it's it's in the middle i think kind of skewing a little bit more towards the like sort of like the heavier stuff but it's still at its core you could i'm not saying that you should but you could take all of the actual sex out and turn this into a very delightful hallmark movie (laughs) yes yes the story itself doesn't actually need (laughs) the sex and whatever in order to like for the story to work um, no. but you would turn it into like a after midnight lifetime movie if you keep the sex in. Yes, Latin lover. Yes. Hello. Yeah. What I would love, however, is a mini series. And I know we love to turn our favorite books into mini series <laughs> because my biggest disappointment in this book because it just felt like such a missed opportunity is to see them actually compete together once yes nathan and anastasia are like partnered together because her partner gets hurt and he's the captain of a team who gets suspended for some bullshit reason and so they decide to like reluctantly partner together and then sparks fly yeah but I was like, let's, that's the, that's the promise of this book that sort of fell short for me because I would have loved to see that play out and him being like, oh, my life is bigger than, you know, playing in the NHL for what was it like the Vancouver? I can't remember now. Someone else has my copy of the book, so I like couldn't even look it up. Um, it was such a stupid name. It was like... Well, and it was also so clear, and this is where... I, and I, I didn't look anything up about the author before, but, like, it was so clear she has no idea how anything works. Because, like, if someone's playing college hockey, sure, but they've if someone's playing college hockey and knows that they're, like, going to the NHL at some point in time, they've been drafted. <laughs> like, it's yes. not just a contract negotiation. And so, like, there's just... And it didn't really matter. Like, I didn't care enough about the inaccuracies there for it to, like, actually bother me. Because the stakes are super low. This is not, in my mind, like a Wolverine's jacket situation where it's like, this is like, it absolutely doesn't make sense. I didn't need those details to be accurate. Just like them, you know, sharing the ice or whatever. I was like, it's fine. Because that's not the point of the book. Yes, totally. That's why I think that the potential for the miniseries would be superb. Because it could explore all those things in like a real way. Because he was talking about like... Oh, yeah, the Vancouver whatever Mm -hmm. are not going to care that I've been suspended for half the season. I think they will. Yeah. Like, I think that kind of will jeopardize your potential career. Also, you are the captain of this team. So, yes, they are going to care that you've been suspended, my dude. Yes. Absolutely. And for him to just, like, brush it off. But I think that's possibly a 
Sorry, I was just trying to Google it, and I'm just, like, scrolling, scrolling. I <laughs> Googled Nathan Hawkins Icebreaker, and the quote from Amazon reviewer is, Nathan Hawkins is a man who is most definitely written by a woman. Yes, yes, he absolutely <laughs> is. Yes, because he is, like, incredibly unproblematic. Totally. And then we find out so later on in the book he's got, like, daddy issues and a whole bunch of stuff, and he's, like, very emotionally... Uh, very emotionally like vulnerable but also emotionally intelligent and like understands that like she needs somebody to practice with because her partner fucking sucks and so he's gonna like learn how to figure skate in like three weeks (laughs) anyway yeah with and like i was like where the fuck did he get these skates from but whatever Mm -hmm. um the oh my god it's like i'm just thinking about so many things that happen in this stupid movie or in this stupid book where <laughs> I'm just thinking about when the he's because she's afraid of falling because her partner dropped her yeah. and he decides like oh let's go to the pool because then you know we can practice these lifts and stuff in the pool and if you fall you fall but it's water and he has to like scream at her pretty much I'm not I'm not going to drop you. I'm not going to drop you. And what was it? Her friend slash roommate sends her to the pool in a G-string bathing suit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. That's a, that, is, that is a good friend. You know, like that is, yeah. that is a good friend. Because the other roommate in this situation is Aaron, who like sucks. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. But the other, yeah, the one roommate sends her. Uh, and the other roommate, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't the other roommate end up hooking up with Ryan? Uh, is Ryan not involved in this? No, no, there's something. No, anyway. her, her best. That's her best friend. She's in the relationship with Robbie, his best friend. Oh, right, right, right. The one in the wheelchair. Right, that's correct. Um, and is yeah. Ryan? I think it gets done a little dirty because he seems like a de- a decent dude. Ultimately, like, I wonder if in one of her other books that are set in this like college whatever, if Ryan is going to be featured. I'd love to see that. The um, because the second one's about. Uh, the guy who's was the true responsibility for the ice being yeah unusable, right? Okay, yeah, that's what I yeah. And then I'm just seeing like in caps. Does anyone know Nate Hawkins' jersey number from Icebreaker? (laughs) Jesus Christ! And I just can't find what this fucking Vancouver team is called. Either. Um. Oh, so the third book in this Maple Hills series, the main character is Henry. From the oh, hockey team. Oh, Henry! Yeah, and he's a junior in college, and he's the new captain of the hockey team. Oh, that breaks my heart. He's so sweet. Yeah, this is gonna be great. So okay, so the one of the other best parts about this movie is she kind of like evicts herself from her apartment with her toxic partner, skating skating partner, and lives in this. I don't even know. I think frat, it's like a frat house, a but it's just building? a hockey team. But they have, like, access codes to their rooms, and all their rooms have private bathrooms. Uh What is this? That's not, like... It's a very rich private university. That's what it is. I guess so. I think that's the correct answer. Like, this is no frat house I've ever fucking heard of. Yeah. Yeah, so she goes and, yeah, she goes and, like, moves into the house and, like, lives with Nathan. Um, and it's just very satisfying. And the team, like, for adopts so her as a pet. It's so cute. And this Henry, who's going to be in this third book, he, like, really likes her. 
and she she kind of becomes their like house mother in a way in like a really weird way um super weird way but also it's it's a very like uh, i'm it's not incestuous because like because she's nathan's i don't know partner i mean they're fucking at this point yeah but they they have like this very protective like sisterly relationship with her yes but the and i just this is <laughs> so real unrealistic to me is it becomes like everyone views her as like asexual she's just like yes she's she's totally been claimed by Nathan and so like she doesn't exist as a person even though like I'm sure every night they hear her getting absolutely railed like there's no possible way that she's there's no way she's actually asexual like because they know exactly what's going on behind those doors totally a hundred percent like that's something that they say a lot is she can never keep quiet and I was just like God, if I was living, just trying to, like, go to university and play a sport, and I just had to hear this all day long, I'd be like, fuck you guys, like, I gotta study. Yeah, like, <laughs> I got things to do. I don't want to get kicked off the team and lose my scholarship. <laughs> like... Absolutely. And, like, I'm so, I'm so glad that, you know, this woman is here, and she's just gonna mentor this really, like... <laughs> I think autistic Henry kid. Yeah, he's there's something there with Henry for sure. Into just like, you know, not being very sad and feeling guilty about something all the time. I don't know, but like, can we just, you know, go one day without cataclysmic drama happening in this fucking house? Could we just go one day where I'm not woken up in the middle of the night by your not girlfriend's screams of ecstasy? Like, can we just have one time? One time. One normal day when we're not, When we're not spending our life savings to throw very elaborate birthday parties for each other. Another thing college kids have never done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, it was, it's just funny because like, yeah, it's not like the reading some of the reviews where people like, this is the best book I've read. Um, and I'm like, it's not. Like, it's fun and it's entertaining and... I burned through it in a day because, like, I don't do anything else, right? <laughs> Summertime, I just whip through books. Um, and it was a very fun read. Oh, absolutely. I, I read 80% of it in my local Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a stupid booking at the Ken and Eska's Nordic Spa on oh, my day right. out. I was like, fuck. <laughs> That's right. I had to I had to finish this book while sitting in a tub stewing with 30 people around me. And I'm like hiding the cover so they don't think I'm a creeper who's in a hot tub reading a smut book. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, that's actually really funny. I feel like that's uh, that that tells you I, that the book was compelling enough to not put down. Right. Like that you like I got to get this done right now. Yeah, I had to finish it. It was really frustrating. Um, and so, like, yeah, at the end of it all, obviously, so we find out about, like, uh, you know, Nate has his, like, issues with his father that's, like, he's not good enough, basically. Um, and his sister, isn't she, like, a, she's a skier? Yeah, she's, like... Like, competitive. Very competitive, yeah. Um, and so, like, 
there's all this, you know, this high pressure stuff going on in his family. And as this book progresses, it's not, it's very clear that like as much as at first they started fucking just to like relieve some tension. Um, it's very clear that they like care about each other enough that like she, when she goes with him to his father's house and like finds out that his dad's just an absolute piece of shit and all this kind yeah. of stuff that there's some like actual like emotional growth which is nice that it's not like because this is the problem with some of the books I find that are like harder into the smut I sometimes would like a little bit of character development like just a bit yeah 100% and so it's nice that this one has a little bit of that that you care enough about the characters to like you know be invested in the things that are outside the bedroom ultimately Totally. And there's, like, there's quite a few twists and turns in this book that I was not expecting whatsoever. Because essentially, like, you've got her figure skating partner being hurt, Nathan being suspended, you know, mismatched couple put together, sparks fly, whatever, whatever. You expect that in the end, you know, they just end up being together and then you know, she continues on and skates doubles and has success, whatever, and he goes back to hockey, has success, whatever. But there's so many different twists and turns to that where I was like, two points, I clutched my pearls, Megan. Yeah. And not for the sex stuff. I was like, oh, no. Like, the the drama of it when she's visiting in Colorado and the thing happens, I don't want to spoil something. Yep. And then when she's competing with Aaron again, and the thing happens, yeah. and I was like, like, looking around to see, like, are you guys reading this too? I'm into Starbucks. Just like, Can we talk about this? What? Can we talk about this? <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I know. And, and it's good. And the writing is good enough, too. Like, that's the other thing. This is, I think, one of the reasons why it took off the way that it did, because it's actually very well written. Um, yeah. And that's, and like I say, like, if you take away all of the smutty stuff, you could make a pretty compelling, like, normal Hallmark movie out of it. And the story makes sense. And you get, you care enough about the characters that you're like, okay, I want to know what happens. Um, And, but yeah, like, it's well enough written that those surprises, when they do come up, you're like, oh, shit, I did not see that coming. Oh, totally. Totally. And what I appreciated, too, is, like, with some of this book sometimes... Um, the writing is such where you're like, okay, this was, this was essentially like a self-published PDF, mm-hmm. <laughs> but this one is not that. No. Cause there's sometimes that when you, sometimes the writing is, is that's where like the joke about like, I've read better fan fiction than this, which is true yeah. in a lot of cases. Um, this one is not that this is a book that like is definitely well done and it's it's on the track of all of these other books like the Allie Hazelwood stuff and whatever Tessa Bailey where it's opening up a different world of like romance kind of writing it's not the like Nora Roberts where you can if you hold the book and you're like okay how many pages are in this 400 okay well if I turned about page 120 something's gonna happen and then like you know it's not predictable like that in the same way so formulaic yeah um, yeah, I think that's what I enjoyed about it. And getting to know all these little side characters who I'm delighted to know she's creating this 
you know, yeah. <laughs> MCU pretty much yes, of yes. people. Else. So maybe after, hey, here's the thing: instead of a miniseries for the one book, what if there's like a, just a world, like a series, you know, like a limited edition ten episode series for like this Maple Hills, whatever. That's what I would like. You know what I'm realizing now? That's that's pretty much days of our lives. <laughs> I mean, it is, but I'm just talking just a very limited. Like it doesn't have to be like a full on thing, but like ten, twelve episodes. Of, you know, this school, I'm assuming this school year, and then the summer, and then the next school year, right? With all of this stuff. Yes, but then what I do want also is a book that happens between, what, the last two chapters of this book? Mm -hmm. Where it's just like, oh yeah, we're gonna fast forward, what, fucking four or five years in the future, and all this other shit has happened? And I was like, say what? Yes. Yes, you texted me. You were like, I would read 100 pages of her, like, Olympic training and his NHL career. Yes. Minimum. <laughs> yeah. I would read 10 books about it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was lots there. And that's the thing. It's it's compelling enough that you want to know more. Yes. 100%. Um, anyway, it's just, yeah, so <laughs> that was the hockey book that I made Kelsey read. And she was just like, I'm not reading this. I'm like, yes, you will. It's fiction. Trust me. The shit thing is, too, is that I had, like, we had plans at the start of August to read and record. Yeah. And then my son was sick for 12 weeks straight. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> and it never happened. And I had, like, the book just kept sitting. The cleaner kept moving it around and dusting around it. And I was like, okay, I got this one fucking day off where my son is not sick. I'm just going to go sit down and read it. And like 30 pages in, I texted you, I think, this is the greatest book of all time. <laughs> I was like, why did I wait? God damn it. Yeah. 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 It's, it is, it's a good book. I enjoyed Um and I find for myself in the summertime, this is the kind of stuff that I like to read because, like, I also like to be during the school year because my brain can't handle anything more. But I do love the satisfaction. And I know, like, you're a quick reader, too, of, like, just ripping through a book. Oh, yeah. Like, absolutely. It is one of the best feelings when you sit down. Like, I read another book not that long ago, uh, right near the end of August. It was that football one called The Wall of Winnipeg and Me. And the first cover that I saw of it, I was like, what the fuck is this book even about? So I didn't even look at it. So I, I tell my kids at school that, yes, you can judge a book by its cover. Because, um, like, the cover made no sense. And then I saw a reprint of it and it had, like, two people. And then there was a football helmet. And I was like, oh, this man is a football player. Done deal. <laughs> like, there's, that's like, oh, I've clearly missed out on this. But I ripped through it. I took it to my mom and dad's. Um, and I read in the backyard and my dad came out and he was like, okay, hey, we're going to eat in about 20 minutes. So like, you know, you know, come set the table. And I was like, I literally have five more pages and I'll be right in. And he's like, when did you start that book? And I was like, today. It was a <laughs> Two hours solid, ago. like 450 page novel. It was great. Yeah. There's nothing better that if we were still doing merch, I think this is what we could do. And you'll just have to copy edit this. Also, I've got six minutes left for dick space. Dick space. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> okay. Rip through a book. No, ruined by ripping through a book. Or rip me and ruin me. Or <laughs> rip it, ruin me. Or something like that. <laughs> There's so 
something there. There is. There's something there. There is. That's so funny. Um, Should we pause? I don't know what to do now. Yeah, we can pause and then you can delete something and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Vancouver Vipers. Thank you, Larissa. Can I just tell you what I texted her? (laughs) Yes, please. I said, do you have the icebreaker book near you? She said, I will in 15 minutes. And I said, this is how... Okay, this is why I need to be tested for neurodivergence. Because I read this book, what, six weeks ago? I said, can you Mm -hmm. scan the book for the NHL team the male character plays for? It's in the top ten lines of the top of the page, I swear. Max 30 minutes page in. It's it's for the podcast. And she said, (laughs) Vancouver Vipers, page 17. Fuck (laughs) yes, self high five. Good job. That's, you know, I don't think that's neurodivergence necessarily. I definitely, like, I can remember things where they are on a page. God. Um, I get that. I totally understand. Yeah, Vancouver Vipers. It's so funny, too, because all of these, it's the same thing. So this football book that I read, he played for, I can't remember the team name, but it's like the National Football, no, what was it? Association. Because it couldn't be the National Football Conference because technically that it sort of NFC, exists that's its yeah. name oops um yeah so it wasn't that so it was the national football association and it was the dallas something or another right and it just happened and i was like i don't understand anything about this book and then i realized that the character was canadian and he was from winnipeg and that's why anyway and that was his nickname because he's this like fucking giant offensive lineman no defensive end who was definitely just jj watt <laughs> like that was definitely who the char- the inspiration for the character was no question in my mind um and it was just like yeah, it was the same kind of thing, though. So it was, like, weird little details. And then I read another one uh, called The Long Game I can't, by Elena Armas, and it was about this soccer, this woman whose father, like, owned, like, a Major League Soccer team. But it wasn't Major League Soccer because, of course, that's the trademark, so it's something else. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, the team in Miami. And she, like, gets into a fight with the mascot on the sidelines, so he sends her to, like, work on this, like, philanthropic project in North Carolina with this, like, kids team. He's like, get away from us for a while and, like, sort your life out, basically. And so she does and then falls in love with this, like, English goalkeeper who's, like, coaching this girls team. It's all very dumb. Um, But it was the same thing, like, having to name something so differently from, like, what the actual name is. Oh, I know. Just so that you don't get in trouble. How long of a walk was this? You know what? I Creds to Hannah Grace, though, for picking something alliterative, but... When has there ever been a viper in Vancouver? (laughs) True. And also, like, that's not a good hockey name. No. Vipers Vipers. is not a good hockey name. Red Deer Vipers. Hello. Shout out to my (laughs) Junior B fans. My sister dated somebody on the team for many, many years. Went to a lot of Red Deer Vipers games. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's incredible. Um... Yeah, so Icebreaker uh, was, I would give it, like, I don't know, on a star system. Seven sow like, cows out of seven. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, five pucks out of five. But, yeah, same thing. <laughs> Absolutely same thing. Very fun. Very lighthearted. Very, like, I don't know. One of the one of the girls that I work with, she, uh, she lives in St. Albert. And there's, like, a, a St. Albert mom's, like, Facebook group. And then within this mom's Facebook group, there's, like, a subgroup. Oh, and wait. she sent this to me last night. And it's 
uh, yeah, the St. Albert moms, someone's like, I created a spicy book rec group to share our books and discuss them. And she's like, should I join? I'm like, 100% yes. yes. Absolutely. You have to join this group. And then you can give me the recs as well. Because her and I just like share books back and forth constantly. That's so funny. And she reads almost as fast as I do, which is nice so that like we can go real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, through a bunch of stuff. But yeah, anyway, I was just like, yes, you have to join. And then I need you need to tell me what people are saying about things. I'm very curious about how these St. Albert moms re- are reacting to some of this stuff. Totally. <laughs> I find it so funny, too. Like, one of my favorite things. Oh, there was one for Icebreaker, and I forgot. Did I send it to you? I don't know. That Goodreads review account where it's like yes. the one star reviews. Yes. And they're so fucking funny because the oh here it is. Bombastic side eye. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of reviews that are like one star, what the fuck is Book Talk even talking about? There was not even any you know, any jerk off worthy material in this book. What the fuck does book talk mean by spicy? I don't get it. Like the amount of people betrayed by book talk is really fucking funny on this account. Yeah. Well, that's because you have people who say, Oh, this icebreaker is the best book I've ever read, mm, but it's not like it's, you know, that's part it's of it. Said it's you have with to a, temper your expe- wink. expectations. Yeah. It's said with a wink and some jazz hands. Yeah. That's how we're saying it. Yeah, like, it's very, yeah, when I, like, when I texted you, or you texted me and said, this is the best book I've ever read, or I think, I don't know if I texted you or texted Reva about the football one, and I was like, this is the greatest book, I think it might have been Reva, I was like, this is the best book I've ever read in my entire life. It's not, (laughs) but it was very enjoyable, (laughs) right? Like, it was, it was just one of those things, I remember, though, I did send Reva a paragraph, I screenshotted it and sent it to her, um... I need you to see, you'll understand why. I think I sent it to you too, but I'm going to read this out. This is from this Wall of Winnipeg and me, and this is, when, this is page 10, and I was like, yeah, I'm fucking sold on this entire book. Let's go. Um, an extra, extra large t-shirt that, that morning of our first meeting didn't hide the massive bulk of his trapezius pectorals, deltoids, or much less his biceps and triceps. The guy was ripped. His thighs strained the seams of the sweatpants he'd been wearing. I remember noticing his fists reminded me of bricks, and the wrists that held them to the rest of his body were bigger than I'd ever seen. I was like, yes, check. I'm sorry, but get bigger sweatpants. They come in different <laughs> sizes. But it was just so, I remember sending that to Riva, and I was just like, yeah, I'm 100% sold on this book, and we are on page 10. This is very important that you know that this is so early on. God, I know. I was like, okay, I'm all in, but like, this is yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then there was a little bit about his, like, his face, and it's like, where his features may have been bluntly shaped, uh, Aiden was handsome in a way that wasn't aesthetically beautiful, which was like, I was like, is this Adam Driver? Like, what's happening here? Yeah, is it J.J. Watt? Is it Travis Kelsey? (laughs) But anyway, Oh my god, how much Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift fanfic do you think is there right now? So much. If you went into, like, a, what is it, AO3? Yeah. How many results do you think? I don't know. Let's find out. Um, I'll go look. I got no qualms. I've got Um, 20 minutes of recording space. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Speaking of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, I saw something on TikTok this morning. Um, He was in, uh, I think, Dallas, I think is where the baseball game was. I think that's where the Texas Rangers play out of. Anyway, he was there last night. 
And he was, yeah, because, yeah, Houston plays, obviously, the Astros played at Houston, yeah. So they're playing Dallas or Arlington or whatever. And there was a Taylor Swift song, Love Story, like, came on wherever he was playing. And he was just, like, absolutely, like, just the best time. Like, dancing, singing, drinking, like, just having an absolute blast. Those, like, and, I don't care anything about football, but my Insta is just full of stuff from those Kelsey Brothers podcasts. And it just seems like a delight. They are an absolute delight they just seem they, like you know some fun people to talk to yeah they they are an absolute delight and i don't know if you watched the the documentary on amazon prime no not yet chris and i have been talking about it for a while but we just have not had the potential to sit down and watch something together as of three years ago <laughs> yeah it's really good um, okay, so this is hysterical. I just went on AO3 and looked at the National Football League real person fiction. The very first, the very, <laughs> the very first story, the relationship is Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. And I was like, nope, hard nope. We're getting out of this. Oh my God. <laughs> so right now in the Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift pairing, there's only eight so far. What? But I mean, to be fair... That's not all that surprising. I mean, um, I feel like with some of these fix, though, you can just, you know, control F, change the names, and it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. do you, oh my god, this is a throwback. Do you remember when <laughs> I read that fan fiction, and I thought... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do! The Sydney Crosby one? <laughs> yeah. I do remember. That may be my favorite thing you've ever done. And it was, I don't know why, someone, someone sent it to us, you sent it to me? I don't, I never seek out this stuff, so I don't know why. No, it was on Tumblr, Uh, and someone was talking about it, and I remember sending, and you then, we like, yeah, I found it, and I sent it to you. I think I sent you this screenshot with just the, like the summary yeah and i was like fuck it i'll read it whatever and the whole time in my head i was picturing the wrong person it was like about what it was about malkin and i was no it was about ovechkin i think and i was picturing malkin in my head the whole time (laughs) and i didn't realize till i got to the end i was like wait a minute these guys don't play what Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, so, so far there's only eight with the actual pairing, so that's really interesting. Um, yeah. Anyway. It's really interesting, though. This whole thing, I don't, I'm not, like, my TikTok is full of it, and my Instagram Explore page is full of it, and, like, I, but the, the Kelsey brothers are really fascinating. I think the true hero of this whole dynamic is Jason Kelsey's wife, Kylie. She seems incredible. She, d- um, that, like, I've only seen clips of her on her episode, and the way that she just comes at those two boys is... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Gives me life. Well, there's the one that where she's not in, but where they talk about the premiere of the documentary. Oh, yeah. And Jason... Jason's on the green carpet in his shorts, and he's like, well, Kylie was supposed to bring the jeans. And Travis is like, why didn't Jason bring the jeans for Jason? Yeah, why didn't Jason? And he tries to, like, dig himself out of it. And then he just realizes, he's he's like, nope, there's no way I can look good at this. He's like, yeah, I should have brought my own pants. Yep. (laughs) But it's so nice because there's this lady that I see on TikTok. I don't follow her, but she pops up on my page every once in a while. And I can't remember what her name is, but she basically calls out, like, examples of toxic masculinity. And it's like, this is why women are fed up in this and this and this. And so she pulled that clip and she was like this is a really refreshing example of like how men 
can actually be allies to women. Yeah. Instead of, he's, like, he doesn't braid his brother for being a dummy or whatever, but he's just like, Jason, you're an adult. Like, bring your own fucking pants. Yeah, and just questioning him on, like, why was this your default way of thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, yeah, it's good. It, uh, their podcast is actually pretty entertaining. It's lots of fun. And they're just, like, super capitalizing on it right now, right? Oh, 100%. Uh, my, f- my whole favorite thing, though. Like, I, and they're not denying, like, that this is this Taylor Swift thing is happening and like the, they How talk about they? it a little bit no but like they're not shying away from it right like they talk about it a little bit on the episode and like you know yeah. and my favorite part about all of this though and this has nothing to do with Taylor Swift but is that Travis Kelsey is a spokesperson for Pfizer um, and so he's in like Pfizer commercials on football game Sundays where he's like, get your, get your COVID vaccine guys. And then Aaron Rodgers a couple of weeks ago, like was like, oh yeah, I'd like to have a debate with Mr. Pfizer and Travis Kelsey was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I, like, yeah I would pay money for that shit. He was like, yeah, you can call me that. I don't care. I'm not debating yeah. him. Whatever. But, but yeah, it's been really interesting watching some of the discourse and like, I don't care enough about Taylor Swift as like a human being to like be super invested. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like her music and stuff. Like, I'm, it's fine. Yeah, I'm not overly invested in her personal life in any appreciable way. I do, like, it would be nice if she could, like, you know, find somebody who will, like, treat her well. Because it seems like the men that she's been with haven't. But somebody pointed out uh, in a video that I saw not that long ago that in her entire musical career, she's had lots and lots of relationships and she's been with lots of different people. And at any award show or whatever, she's never walked a red carpet with her partner. I think, isn't that on purpose, though? It is, but it's also this, like, weird, because if you look at all of her other, like, relationships and all of what's out about them, it was all, like, everything's kind of really hush-hush and secretive and, like, you know, whereas this is, like, kind of right out there, and they're not trying away from it. what's out there of her being in the box on game days, like... Oh, exactly. You know, and she's, and so she's clearly like, and people are like, oh, it's for PR, for PR. I'm like, I don't think that it is. She because don't if it need was, it, dude. And neither does he. Yeah. Like, neither what, he's famous enough that he doesn't need the attention, which let's talk about my other favorite thing about all this is women trying to convince their husbands that Taylor Swift put Travis Kelsey on the map and the men just getting so angry about it. It is hysterical. <laughs> That's very good. Or trying to be like, oh, yeah, Taylor Swift has a bigger audience than the NFL. And they're like, than the NFL. Come on. And people in Britain are like, yes. There's this one guy on TikTok. He's like, yes, I can name at least five Taylor Swift songs. I don't know any songs by the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Did you listen to uh, 1989 TV? Sure did. And how does it compare? Uh, So I don't... I think, my, so my favorite album, I think, is now um, Evermore. I knew you were going to say But I think that. 1989 was the first one that I really listened to, like, thoroughly. Yeah. Because um, I, I liked her stuff, whatever, before. Like, Red was fine, but I think 1989 was the one that I, the first one that I really listened to, like, thoroughly and really kind of got into it. So for a long time, that was my favorite. Um but I still, like, there's some of the, I, like, there's some reaction stuff online about, like, you know, some of the very, very subtle differences in some of the tracks. I'm like, I don't even notice them. But there are some where I'm just like, God damn, this woman is a genius. Yeah, I like, really liked the new version of, um, I only listened to three songs because I don't have mental space for anything that I would like to do. 
Uh, I have to open it up to see which one that I really liked. Uh, I hate Welcome to New York. I don't like that song at all. I think it's yeah, I was not a fan, and it's silly and it's stupid. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I was I was not a fan of this new version. I like the original album version better. I really like the new version of Style, and then I only mm-hmm. got to Out of the Woods, and I only listened to about a third of it based on what my Spotify says. So yeah, I got a whole three and one third songs in. I quite liked the whole of Out of the Woods. I thought I thought that was pretty good. Um, I did, like, I listened to the whole thing because I listened to part of it on the way to work yesterday morning and then during my prep I listened to the rest of it. Um, and the one that I really liked, one of the new ones, like, from the vaults, is Say Don't Go. It's phenomenal. Um, oh, that's at absolutely the incredible. bottom of the list. Yeah, at the very end. I'll get there yeah, in it's, December. It's <laughs> phenomenal. Um... The only other thing I want to talk about on this podcast uh, is because I think I mentioned it to you before. My friend Erin sent me an episode of a podcast called Normal Gossip. And it's these, like, just utterly benign, like, little things that happen in the real world that, like, they doctor up the stories and change names and whatever, whatever. Um, and it's it's just, like, absolutely fascinating stuff. So Erin sent me this episode, and the first... It was about this, like, oh, homeowners association event or something. I don't know when. There was, like, the villain in the story, his name nickname was Plato Jason, because at this, like, community party, they were, him and his wife provided, like, homemade Play-Doh for this thing, and everyone was like, fucking homemade Play-Doh, Jason? Thanks, asshole. Um, <laughs> but then this other husband, like, they got, it was, like, this whole dumb conflict because men were stupid, and it was, like, the fun, one of the funniest things I've ever heard. So I, like, absolutely mainlined, there's four seasons of it, and I mainlined all of it. You will love it. It's great. I've, I've searched uh, it up, so it's in my algo now. This sounds like absolutely, do I need to start at the start? You don't, know, okay. um, But she's got it. So the host, her name is Kelsey McKinney, and she has a guest every week. So she, like, her and her producer team, they, like, doctor up the stories and they do whatever. And then they have this guest. And so she'll, the, one of the first questions she asks is, like, what's your relationship with gossip? Like, how do you feel about it? Do you consider yourself a gossip? Like, they have these little conversations. And then she gets into the story. And so what she'll do is she'll be like, okay... They, she'll stop at certain points like okay how do you feel if you're this person like what's your decision going to be like what would you do if you're in this situation yeah and uh it's so 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 interesting like how people respond and all of it is just like none of it is very high stakes which is the best part like there's nothing there's nothing life-threatening or it's dangerous or anything stuff. like that it's so petty um and Aaron and I have talked, and I can't give too many details because I do not know who listens to this. She's like, you should write out some of the things and email it into Normal Gossip and see if they pick it up. And I was like, mm, should I? Ooh. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, if, if you're looking for something and some of the, some of the uh, stuff is just like, absolutely phenomenal like the one that i just listened to it's teenage cop camp so like the 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 most recent one it was this like summer camp and it was basically like a like a csi like summer camp for teens fuck yes but it yeah like just then there was the vodka sommelier bullshit with katie barnes might be the funniest one it was a vodka in a water bottle. Like, anyway, it's just great stuff. And so the episodes, they started off a little bit shorter than... They're now, like, about an hour. Yeah. And they're just incredible. Okay, I'm going to add it to my list here. I'm just going to download the first one so I can... 
yeah, it's just, yeah, so they started off, yeah, in, in, uh, they started off, I think, in 2020, and then they got put on Spotify, like, in 2022, but they started off, like, I think, in 2020, and, uh, or 2021, kind of mid-pandemic stuff, and, yeah, it's just, like, one of these really interesting things, like, what, what the, what the stakes are for some of these, because nothing is dangerous, no one's gonna die, Mm -hmm. no one's going to jail for any of the things that happened, like, it's, it's all so benign, but you will die on this hill. Yes, that's exactly it. It's like, will you die on the hill of, like, whatever this happens to be? Like, the renovations that you want to do in this place that you're renting. Are you going to fight with your landlord about it? You know, like, is or is your landlord a real person? Like, stuff like this. Like, just absolutely fascinating. And they did one... Uh, I think it was in season two. So there's usually, there's like eight episodes in the season, then a two couple like bonus ones. I think it was in the season two bonus one. They did like a telephone game. So they told through the season, each guest was like told a version of the story. So the first one was like told this little story and then they had to like tell it back. So then the next guest heard the telling it back. Oh my God. So and then, funny. And so, it, and then they told it to the host on like the last one, and it was incredible how quickly the details like disappeared mm-hmm. or got changed or whatever. It was fascinating stuff. And so, like obviously, on a podcast about gossip where you're like digging through things, it's interesting to see like how those stories do get changed. Yeah, so quickly. Anyway, and, like to huge effect, right? Like yeah. So there's, yeah, so there's that, and they also there's also one on Spotify that I found. It's like, hey, you listen to this, maybe you like this. It's called Sounds Like a Cult, and it's just these different things um, that sound like a cult. Like, the first one is an episode about Soul Cycle. They're only about half an hour long. Um, and then the, about the cult of, like, being on The Bachelor and what that's like, and sort of, the, like, it's just really, really interesting stuff. Um, also kind of like a comedy podcast. Um, so if you're looking for, like, some interesting things to listen to other than us, because we record so often, um, (laughs) those are some things that I would recommend. Excellent. I really liked The Fall of the House of Usher. I watched the first episode, and then I was like, I, this might be too scary, I need to stop. (laughs) Honestly, like, it gets less scary as time goes on, and the last episode isn't scary at all, it's just sad. Like, it just... Once the, like, horror aspect of it falls away, which it does the last, like, two or so episodes, it's, like, emotionally cutting. But, yeah, Emmys to Bruce Greenwood for sure, and I'm excited for all the light we cannot see. We cannot see on Netflix next week, and The Crown's coming out, and I've got less than five minutes left. (laughs) So we need to Uh, wrap it up. The Crown is coming out, I know, part one, season six, so they're doing this in two parts, like a two-part release, it seems. Beautiful. Um... Based on what I saw. Yeah, that looks good. I Are there movies coming out? I don't even know what's happening in the world. Like, my life has been so busy these last, like, two and a half months. And I just had to, like, plan with my friend Jane that I'm going to go and hang out at their house on November 24th because that is the first day between now and then that works out for us. Yeah, that's kind of what my life is like, too. It sucks. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, but we're going to try. I'm off work, not next week, but the week after. So we're going to try and record something uh, then and maybe, you know, maybe like a movie talk or something. Yeah. And then we'll try and get back to something marginally more regular. We say it every time, but this time we, do. we maybe mean it. <laughs> Potentially. Uh, I did have a really good question and I can't find where I saved it. So I'll find it and I will like next save it, time. Like, find it somewhere <laughs> for uh, December, apparently. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, anyway, you can find us on places on the internet. Just look us up. I'm not going to do the thing because it bothers me that uh, two of those places are not available anymore. It's a slow <laughs> degrading of time. Uh, we have a Twitter. I never use it. You have an X? <laughs> but it's there. No, it's Twitter. I ref- I haven't updated. I turned off automatic updates on my phone so that it wouldn't update to X. Oh my god, should we get a threads for our podcast? Sure. Let's set that up, because I'll do that, maybe. Okay, sounds good. That that sounds great. Um, So you can find us on Instagram or some, there's a website. Just look us up. Garbage Fire Podcast. That's us. Um, And as always, thank you for listening. And we'll see you in that dumpster. Whee!